Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. You gotta say it with a French accent, though. Oh, let's see. Part de... No, it's Spanish. Part de expositions. What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to yet another episode of DX Daily, the podcast where we keep you up to date about everything that's going down in hip-hop music culture. It's brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and I am one of your hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A-Dub. All right, it's Monday. It's a brand new week, and Kodak Black has issued an apology to PNB Rock's girlfriend. Now, after PNB Rock died, he said some pretty terrible things about her, so he decided to apologize for that. Now, also, Kanye West made his runway model debut at the Balenciaga Paris Fashion Week show. Fat Joe has sued his accountants after losing over $300,000, and Diddy has new beef with Spotify and Apple. So a few things to dive into today. But before we do, you know the drill. We have to ask that you please subscribe to the podcast on whichever streaming app that you are listening to us on right now. Thank you for the support. Now let's get to it. Okay, so let's get started with Kodak Black. He has apologized to PNB Rock's girlfriend, Stephanie, after telling her to kill herself following PNB's death. Now, as we know, a lot of people were giving Stephanie flack for posting her and PNB's location at the Roscoe's that they were eating at the day that PNB was killed. But more and more information and details have been coming out following his death. And the police eventually reported that the father and son duo who were responsible for killing PNB were actually already at the restaurant when PNB and his girlfriend arrived. And it turns out that Stephanie posting their address didn't lead to PNB getting killed. It was actually Freddie Lee Trone and his son seeing PNB in the restaurant um, and choosing to rob him. That resulted in PNB's death. So a few people were coming out and admitting that they were wrong. And uh, Kodak Black is now adding himself to that list. Yes. So when that news came out, Kodak Black was one of the people who definitely did blame the girlfriend for the reason why PNB rock uh, got murdered and robbed. He had said that hoe might as well kill herself. I think he tweeted that or maybe he put it on Instagram, something like that, but he put it on social media. And so then on Sunday, this past Sunday, he took the Instagram live to issue an official apology to Stephanie. And he also explained why he made those comments in the first place. I mean, shit, I was angry at that moment when I first heard it because I just, uh, I had just woke up and shit like that. I had just woke up that, 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 um, that day when it happened. And I had like a migraine that was killing me. Not the headache excuse. And it was like hearing that shit. You know, I just went with what everybody was saying. Like, oh man, she posted the address. Like before I even like really try to, you know, just shit, shit just starting to come out two, two, three days ago. They made it seem like she posted the address or she was something like you said. Cause at the end of the day, I don't care about no like that. That's that's my dog. But any any one of my dogs, like I don't care about your your girl. I fuck with you. You my nigga. I could care less about her. But you know, I pay my respect. Okay, like you know what I'm saying. I pay my respect, or whatever, like that to her. But at that moment, it was sounding like she did some bullshit. So, so shit. You know, kill yourself. But other than that, like I don't, wish, I you know, I don't wish no bad on her and shit like that. So I get my 
apologies to her. I hope she keep on her head up and all that. Yeah. yeah, so that was the apology. I, I feel like there was a lot of lead up on it that could have been left off, a lot of justifying that could have been left off. Yeah, yeah, not not a great apology, but I feel like that was a long way for Kodak Black to even get to that point. So I think I don't think the girlfriend's going to feel better after hearing that, but at least he did try to address the fact that he jumped the gun on that. And then one thing that he said that really jumped out was, oh, I just went with what everybody said. Why is that the method of action here? Like, how about we, we just go with waiting until the proper details come out? And I feel like a, a little bit of that blame is on police for putting out the statement that, oh, she might have been responsible. A post from the girlfriend might have been responsible for people knowing his location. Because I feel like the police saw that rumor online or heard people talking about that and then put that out just so they could have some sort of detail. So I feel like it's social media slash a little bit of the police fault for people taking that and really running with it because they shouldn't have been like, oh, that might have been the reason. They should have just wait until they figured out whether that was the reason or not before they said that. So, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I just went with what everybody said. They was making it sound like she da 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 da. And it's just like, why don't you just wait and see till the real details come out? Like, I understand that that's your friend. I understand you're going to have an emotional reaction to it. Uh, you had a migraine and you just woke up and all and all those other unnecessary details that you told us. But I just feel like that was the wrong move there. And then he even like reiterated the statement. But I going by Kodak standards, I feel like this was close to the best that he was going to do. So, hey, glad you at least admitted you were wrong. But yeah, wasn't wasn't the greatest apology, if you ask me. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a great A1 type of apology, but. Yeah, I agree. At least Kodak Black did come out and say something. And it's the most like kind of clear I've ever heard Kodak Black speak to. So I kind of like that he apologized. But yeah, maybe you just don't, don't know how. It's like, you know how people say they love you and don't know how to show love. It's like he apologized and didn't really know how to apologize. You know, so I give him A for effort. I give him a D plus, <laughs> maybe C. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. Nah. See, but you wouldn't even have to have done all of that had you just you know kept it to yourself T tell the guy who shot him to kill himself no one would have had a problem with that if you'd be like hey dude who ran up in there and shot pnb rock yeah you might as well just go ahead and kill yourself like i mean you shouldn't be telling anybody to do that first and foremost but if you would have done it to the guy that actually killed pnb people wouldn't have no problem with you and had to issue an apology but yeah, we're going to take what we can get, man. We, Nicki Minaj still waiting on her apology because she was one of the main people dogpiling on as well. Um, mm -hmm. A couple of other people. But yeah, condolences to PNB Rock's family and condolences to that woman that everybody was getting on. Because that's a tough thing to go through. For sure. All right. Well, switching gears a little bit here. Let's talk about Kanye West because he pulled up at Fashion Week, which is pretty normal for Kanye. But this time around, he was actually in one of the fashion shows. He walked in the Balenciaga Spring Summer 2023 collection uh, for Demna. G All right. All right. Let's let's break down this woman's name. Demna Vasilia. I'm going to assume the G is silent. It's either Vasilia, Vasilia or Gavasilia. Mm -hmm. One, it's one of those options, whichever one, <laughs> she is the one that created this collection. And Kanye actually opened up the Balenciaga fashion show this year. Yeah, he walked down a mud-covered runway at the, another word we're going to try to pronounce, Parc des Expositions, in an outfit. You got to say it with a French accent, though. 
oh, let's see, part de, no, it's Spanish, part de expositions. Oh, okay, I don't know if that's Spanish, all right. I'll, 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 I'm going to give you the same grade I gave Kodak, a C. I'll give you a C on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, he was, uh, appreciate that. And, yeah, he was, um, he was walking down that runway over there, and it was basically an outfit that did not stray from, like, what he's been looking in the public lately. But according to Vogue, they said it's the all-black motocross meets military so he was rocking like a pair of norm core boots with were a symbol of Balenciaga's dedication to do away with traditional fashion industry labels. So, you know, of course, there's always going to be like a message behind these fashion shows. And I guess it's, yeah, all black motocross meets military. So, yeah. Yeah. And Demna made a statement about it. She said, I've decided to no longer explain my collections and verbalize my designs, but to express a state of mind. Fashion is a visual art, and all we need is for it to be seen through someone's eyes. You either like it or not. Now, Kanye also shared a still of him modeling in the show. This was on his Instagram page, and the caption was simply, war. And, you know, as we know, Kanye's been going back and forth with quite a bit of different entities lately, so this is definitely fitting. And you know that Kanye and Balenciaga were supposed to be collaborating, or they were collaborating, in fact, for a collection with Gap. And with Kanye, you know, going back and forth, going to war with Gap, it's going to be interesting to see if Kanye is able to still put stuff out with Balenciaga with these ongoing battles that he's in with Gap and Adidas. Yeah, I am interested to see if that does play out because it is about time, but hopefully it does finally work work itself out definitely before this year is over. I like to see that. I didn't get anything from the first collection, so I don't know if I'll get anything from the second one because it sells out so quickly, but um, we'll see. Yeah, and we'll see how this war continues to be fought because we haven't heard anything um, recently. We haven't seen any more Instagram posts with Kanye explaining what's happening or putting people on blast at Gap and Adidas. So I don't know. This, to me, to me, him with him dropping that war comment, I really feel like he's going to try to align with Balenciaga now and Balenciaga's maybe picking a side in this whole battle by having Ye open up the fashion show I don't know, maybe Balenciaga is his next move or next company that he's going to really try to partner with long term and, and get hundreds of millions of dollars together with. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's open ended right now. But I do think um, Kanye looks I, I don't know if I would use the term he looks good um, opening up the show, but it was a statement. It was definitely a statement <laughs> that that look is uh, actually very popular now. Like, I think I saw Kendrick wearing something like that recently. Daniel Kaluuya was wearing something similar. So uh, this is apparently going to be a very popular look that we're going to be seeing more people in. So, yeah, that's that. Now let's talk about Fat Joe, though, because he has lost out on $300,000 and he is now suing his former accountant because his accountant allegedly participated in a Ponzi scheme with some of Fat Joe's money. Right. So according to TMZ, Fat Joe first noticed that several MX accounts have been opened under his wife, Lorena Cartagena's name without the couple's knowledge. Um, The credit cards were used to make multiple large purchases, including tuition payments for Rodriguez's daughter and $40,000 in combined Uber and Uber Eats charges. And then upon even more further investigation, Fat Joe claims to have noticed several of his business entities were missing large deposits. So it's a lot of a lot of messiness going on with his funds. Yeah, then he said that the company attempted to cover its mismanagement of funds by running a Ponzi scheme. So then the accountant roped in 
players from the Colorado Rockies, the Houston Astros, and the Chicago White Sox. So you're getting all these other type of people involved in the situation and probably using Fat Joe's name to do so with that as well. So you got all types of craziness going on. And then and then he also opened up Amex accounts um, in the names of some of those baseball players. So you got those funds transferring back and forth from those accounts, from Fat Joe's accounts all over the place, money shifting back and forth. Um, trying to hide his misdeeds. So just a terrible situation. But one thing I know from hearing this, Fat Joe is getting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. If $300,000 can go missing, pop up missing, and it takes you this long to notice. Like if he was able to do a whole Ponzi scheme, open up multiple cards in your name, pay his kids college tuition with your money, and you don't notice until now, it's, it must be a lot of money going through those accounts. Oh, yeah, definitely, because... If I see like $10 is missing, I'm like quick to check it. So <laughs> for him to see all these amounts, well, not see these amounts when it first happened and now just starting to be like, okay, something's definitely going on. Yeah, that's y'all getting that money. So it's pretty big that you don't really realize that 40000 50000 all this $300,000 is being moved funny, so. Well, hopefully Fat Joe gets his money back. Something tells me uh, this accountant has been very shady and might not have the 300000 to give him. But then again, if you've been managing Fat Joe's money and you've been managing money from these Astros players and all of these other people, maybe he does have the 300000 lying around. But uh, yeah, uh, hopefully it works out for Fat Joe in court. Now, lastly, let's talk about Diddy. He is beefing with Spotify and Apple Music, and he said that they are trying to control him. He put out a one-minute clip on social media and was like, yeah, we got to change the tone. If you work for Apple or Spotify, y'all got these rules and regulations, but we got to drop our music when you want us to drop our music. Um, Diddy was basically like, I drop my music when I want to drop my music. So <laughs> y'all just going to have to stop trying to control us. And he didn't really specify what he meant by that. But, you know, it's it's a political thing. Like they want something in exchange for promoting your music or putting it on a certain playlist, or they want you to do this interview, that interview for their show that they have on Apple music, whatever the case might have been. Diddy feels as if the streaming platforms are trying to control when and how artists drop music and he ain't with it. I mean, yeah, I don't blame him for, you know, if those type of way, especially like, I, I don't know the whole ins and outs of like, Oh, how can you, Put your song on Spotify, Apple. I guess you have to, you have to do like the photo shoots and interviews and, you know, posting about it and sharing your playlist or however it works. But I mean, what other option could there be unless Diddy makes his own one type of thing? But even then, wouldn't you kind of do the same thing? Don't you want artists to be interviewed on things that's on your streaming platform and things like that? So I get it that you're frustrated, but also like, what is the other option nowadays, you know? But the thing is, with these streaming platforms, it's really just supposed to be like, all right, I can put my music out when I want to, however I want to. Like, that's how it should be. Like, as far as our podcast, our podcast is on tons of different platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app, all these different platforms. And they're not like, all right, well, y'all have to drop this by 3 p.m. And we want you to put it on, put it up on Thursdays. And we want you to do this and do that. We just upload our stuff and go. So I think Diddy is just like, I just want to be able to put the, put the music out and have it there. I don't want to play this these back-and-forth games with y'all. And there are other platforms he could go to. Like, he could do a title exclusive if he wanted to. But then you're kind of limiting the amount of people that can, you know, get 
your music and if they have other different platforms that they're already paying for. Because if people are paying for Apple Music, they might just want to get stuff on Apple Music. Or if they're paying for Spotify, they may just want to get stuff there. If they're paying for Tidal, they may just want it on Tidal. So, yeah, it's tough. But also, like, Diddy's been in this business for a long, long time. So instead of complaining to us, you're just going to have to adapt (laughs) or find a way around it. You got the means. You have the capital to find the right people that know how to find a way around this or to create a new way around it. So um, looks like you better get to work, Diddy. Right, exactly. (laughs) And we're going to end it there today. That concludes this episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all streaming platforms. Also, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us on social media as well. I am at Asia Sky on everything. And I'm at A-Dub on everything, too. All right, we'll be back at you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya.